welcome to the 99th episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How are you doing, Roger? I'm great. How are you? I'm terrific. So I thought that it's been a while since we talked about C-Band, and there's some exciting C-Band news that uh, came out recently from Verizon. So uh, do you want to tell us what, what's going on with C-Band and Verizon? So Verizon has been able to clear the B and C block in the top 47 markets. And that allows them to ask AT&T to please move on into the licenses that they actually bought and have 100 megahertz bandwidth in these markets. Right. So to, to step back a little bit, there were two types of licenses that, that you could buy in C-Band, right? There were A-block licenses, which were scheduled to be available at the end of 2021. And then there are B and C-block licenses that were scheduled to be available at the end of 2023. Verizon and AT&T both bought licenses that would allow them access in 21. But now AT&T basically has to move to their permanent address, so to speak, on the spectrum, which happens to be in the BNC block. And so what this means is really that Verizon gets 100 megahertz of contiguous spectrum across those markets, correct? Yeah. And more spectrum means higher speeds, right? Yep. Yeah. So how does this impact the consumer? And, and what, what do we see from a kind of telecom industry perspective in terms of, you know, why is this significant? Well, you know, in, in a world where speed is the second most important category, it gives, at least in the top 47 markets, Verizon now a, a much more competitive speed position. And, you know, we saw like the, you name who, like, oh, we're, we're the fastest now by a wide margin claims from T-Mobile, which since they have more spectrum, I, I don't doubt, right? But with this, the, the, the game will be much closer, if not, you know, even or, or reversed. We have to wait for, for the next speed test uh, results to come out uh, to see what magic or, or lack thereof the, the Verizon engineers have, have you know, sprinkled on these markets where they have now 100 megahertz. Because T-Mobile has 150 there, right? But they're, they're running only 100 megahertz channels. So in theory, or in theory, they should be equally fast until T-Mobile somehow is using more than 100 and is able to bundle it together. Right. Well, and... There are some frequency differences too, right? So T-Mobile's mid-band holdings are 2.5 gigahertz nationwide, right? Whereas C-band is is up higher, starts at 3.8 all the way up to 4, right? So there's there's some propagation differences too, correct? Well, 3.5, right? 3.55 and, and up. Well, surprisingly, there isn't, Right. We were big skeptics. T-Mobile was, was heeping a lot of a scorn on it and said, like, at 2.5, I 
will have more propagation than than the other guys at at 3.5. But AT&T and Verizon are using the AWS grid for their C-band deployments. And that's the grid at 1.7-2.1, which I think T-Mobile is using also for 2.5. And we haven't seen any propagation problems, and we have we haven't seen any any speed issues beyond somebody having sixty megahertz and the other one having a hundred. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's one of the really really interesting things that the C band spectrum with massive MIMO is performing so well compared to 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 AWS or or, or C band. Otherwise, they can't use the, the AWS grid, right? You can't you can't design like spectrum holes into it, right? Right. And there 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 are implications here for fixed wireless as well, correct? Oh, absolutely, because it's a shared resource, and you know, fixed wireless just got got a lot faster. Well, right? and more capacity, right? More so capacity, more more speed, and. You know, it's all around a a good news story for Verizon. Mm-hmm. So Verizon is going to get more spectrum. AT&T is going to have to move off the existing A-block spectrum they purchased. And uh, in, in some cases, they, they may not have done the tower climb for that, utilizing that spectrum anyway, right? So this is... Yeah, and it should be easy. It should right? be pretty it's easy. like the, the antenna is the antenna. And they just have to to switch to the new to the new frequency with software. So they might have one guy go out, or they even do it from from the knock, and voila, we're, we're done. So when should we start to see results in terms of this new hundred megahertz having been cleared as opposed to the prior sixty again in those top forty seven markets? Well, we should see that now or, or within a few weeks, right? You know, they, they have to give notice to at and I'm not sure if they gave them a courtesy heads up or not, but at least the press release should have, have served as notice that, guys, you know, it was nice cohabitating in, in the A block, but we need that room now. And then at the end of 23, they'll get the full nationwide license basically right so they they bought at least 100 megahertz across all markets and then in some markets they bought more right can you talk a little bit about where they bought more spectrum oh yeah they they bought more in rural america in some markets it's 200 and more megahertz like the the rural plain states like or if you look at montana 200 plus megahertz in in lightly populated places can compete with a fixed option, right? With fiber or, or DOCSIS 4.0 probably in a, probably not multi-gig, but in, in you know, several hundred megahertz, if not a gig perspective. And, it, you know, some people might not build out there unless they, they got already the money. But for rural America, this is pretty good. Yeah. So the idea is they could basically compete with fixed wireless against 
you know, incumbent providers, be it either DSL or cable or even fiber in some circumstances. And that, you know, that usage of spectrum may not, might not work in a very densely populated area, but in less densely populated area, the capacity exists such that you could offer service. But then, yeah, in, in the very densely populated, you you would use uh, millimeter, millimeter wave. But, yeah, you know, I talked with Frank Bulban, the chief revenue officer of, of Verizon's consumer group, the other day, and you know, he was very open, and he said, you know, our claim is to be a nationwide broadband provider, and in some parts of the country, this will be. This will be fires. In other parts, it will be millimeter wave. And in a lot of this country, it will be C-band. And that's what we're going to see. Right? Well, I think what's interesting is they're not necessarily going to distinguish between the technologies. They'll just say Verizon Internet, and then based on what's available in your geography, if you're in the fiber footprint, you'll, you'll see Fios. If you're in the C-band footprint, so to speak, you'll see C-band. Right. Yeah, so. it will be, and and you saw it already with that press release about a month ago, where Verizon stated, you know, Verizon Home Internet, and the pricing was harmonized, the the discounts were harmonized because, you know, Verizon is right when it says like, you know, people buy buy service, they don't buy technology, and they don't care about technology. I, I remember when we had the, the, the religious wars of CDMA versus TDMA versus GSM. And in the end, the consumer didn't care, right? The consumer would buy smoke signals if, if that would do the job the best. And so I think we're, we're overall, we're coming to, to an age where it goes even a step further of, you know, you becoming a, a comprehensive communications provider because consumers want to have access to all the information, all the content, anywhere they go on any device. And so there will be even less and less of a distinction between home internet and mobile broadband on your, on your smartphone. Right. And that's what's coming. And, you know, we'll, you and I have built a product around it, right? That this convergence is happening. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And I think one of the things that we see, one of the things that we we do on the technology side, uh, is you really have to help folks make the right decision in terms of the technology when they're when you're asking them about it, right? There are a lot of people who think they have fiber that don't. There are a lot of people who think they have fixed wireless that don't. And we we make those corrections based on where it's available and things of that nature, but. I think you're exactly right, and I think Verizon is exactly right in the sense that you know it's less about how you get your data and how you get your connection, and more about how performant that connection is, right? And Verizon, in particular, has a long heritage of being a very network-focused company, and so it'll be interesting and, and exciting to see how how they roll this out. Well, I, I don't think it, Verizon is particularly ahead of 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 anybody else here. You know, we're, we're working with. Quite a number well, of, they're ahead of everybody else on C-band. I think that's a completely fair statement. Yeah, but not compared to 2.5, right? But yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. Is, is getting to that mindset of being a comprehensive communication provider, of, of providing connectivity wherever 
with the best possible transport medium, and it's completely transparent to the consumer. Right. It just works, right? It just works, right? And if it doesn't work, you got a problem. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Roger. Talk to you next week. <laughs>